here, Miguel. Happy New Year, Johan. You good? Damn good. Good beard. Good to see you. It, it feels yeah. It feels like you're really close. I was gonna say you feel really close to me. I was gonna tease that because we talk about it soon. But we just did an episode, and now we're doing the intro. Yep. It's all timeline confusing, and I don't know what to do with myself. But yes, we are in the same room. We can see each other, and we can talk to each other, and we can touch each other. We have just passed 2016, and traditions are meant to be kept. So in this episode, episode, there, and there's people driving cars outside and they're driving really it's snowy and cold and they're driving crazily but yes. okay anyway so we're doing our year in review movie wise Trump wise because <laughs> what's an episode of the Joe Meef 10 podcast without Trump well I mean it, it's it's the news at large and you know what are you gonna do you can't ignore current events no you can't this is episode 32 the first one, 2017. Mm. We wrap up the year. We yep. talk about Trump. Yep. We talk about our top five moves that we saw last year that came out mm-hmm. and that we saw last year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. Damn straight. And that's that. That's that. If you want to contact us, send us an email. Yomipod at prado.sc. And as always, intro music by Megaran. Check them out at megaranmusic.com. Go there. Enjoy this episode. Have a good... That, that's the cat it's taking the cat. a dump. You have a new cat. Yeah, We have a new cat and yeah. he's on the litter box and now he's taking a dump. That cat, he leaves some stank shits, dude. Uh, he's not as bad as the last guy we had. That was, that was even worse. But yeah, he's... <laughs> that's our cue to, to wrap this shit up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a harsh critic, this kitty. <laughs> Alright. Enjoy. Enjoy. It's one of those rare occasions when we meet and we socialize and we can touch each other. That sounds way that sounds dirty. It's possible though. It's possible. Yeah. It could happen. It could have definitely happen. Enough booze. Yeah, you're out of booze. And drugs. You're out of booze. Booze, drugs. In the right circumstances. Threats. Guns to loved ones' heads. I think you're 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 Misrepresenting the nature of our relationship. <laughs> we are in my apartment, in my home. Damn, too. You arrived this morning. Yeah, man. And and honestly, I didn't get nearly enough sleep last night. Oh my god! You've been really tired all Dude, day. I had to get up super early to to catch the train, and my my body is not used to that. Uh, in all honesty and then you know I thought I'd, I'd catch up on some of the sleep on the train and that just did not happen so I'm I'm like halfway to zombie at this point you are not a morning person I'm not a morning person 
I, I and and I sort of resent the little bit of fact the fact that I, I have a, a job that sometimes requires me to get up in, the, in very early. Thankfully, it's not every day, so that is a privilege, in, I guess, unto itself. But uh, the days where I have to get up early, oh man, I'd rather get shot in the knee. Can you imagine my frustration? I have a job that where I doesn't start working until like afternoon, but I still have to get up early because I have kids and stuff that have to go to school and shit. I'm longing for the day when they can get up by themselves, make their own breakfast, and just go to school. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking forward to that day. Very much. Because right now, it's kind of mocking me. Like, great, you have a job. You can sleep all day if you want. Nope. Yeah, well, that's true. Ah, well, what are you going to do? But I am am way more of a morning person than you are. I think so. Uh, I, I think it became one when we got when we got kids, like sleepless nights, and they were like up very early. Well, you found some sort of refuge in in the the early mornings. I did. Yeah, yeah I liked the early mornings. In the beginning, when I first was born, and he started sleeping all night. That was awesome. But then he woke up early. Mm. But in some ways, that that was more okay. I felt. And then, when he got older, I started feeling, and we got our other kid, I started feeling like, God, if I, I'm never alone. There's always kids, like, drag me and want something out of me, and, Daddy, 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 what? Can I have a cookie? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. So, I took refuge in the early morning, because everybody was asleep. It was me time. Yeah, exactly. But, but I mean, like, it, for me, that would definitely be the night. Like, mm. I, I would just claim the night for myself. Yeah. Yeah, that is, but I, I found I was so tired in the evening. Yeah. I, I found no enjoyment in sitting up late and just doing shit because I just fell asleep on the sofa. <laughs> like an old man. Yeah, 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 I could totally do that, but then, you know, once I wake up, like, in the middle of the night, then I'm good to go for a while. <laughs> yeah. It's true. All right. All right. So, Christmas has passed. Christmas has passed. We made our Christmas episode. I thought it was a decent one. That was a good one. Huh? Hope everybody enjoyed it. Uh, and then New, New Year's came. And went. And went. And now we are start at the, the beginning tip. Just the tip of um, 2017. Just the tip. Just the tip. So we were thinking oh, it would be good to... Uh, Review, maybe not review, but contemplate and talk about a little about 2016, the things we saw, the things we liked and disliked, uh, when it comes to things that we talk about, like TVs and movies and stuff like that. Well, yeah. Was 2016 a good year? Oh, in general? Not just pop culture-wise, but in general. Because everybody's talking about, fuck you, 2016. Well, I mean, honestly, if you, if you think about it, like a lot of the uh, celebrities that died, uh, either they, they had it coming in the sense that it was sort of their time, they were old, but the ones that died like before their time, there was definitely like a history of drug abuse. So, I mean, really, I, I have a hard time blaming it on the year, I, I, would, I would say. <laughs> like, the year is a magic force, it's like, I'm gonna right? fuck you all up. Yeah, I mean, certainly, the, it, it happened to be when a lot of the our pop culture icons just sort of bit the dust, but at the end of the day, I think the, the lesson here is, is one of, of, you know, 
sort of being careful with drugs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Kara Fisher t- struck me the hardest. Yeah. That really fucking sucks. I mean, I, I, she sure. I, I'm sure it was a. There was good reasons for her heart to uh, fail. Uh, I don't think she's treated her body that well. I think I'm I'm more sad about her mom because like I don't think she was this, a huge druggie. She just died of a broken heart right after. Yeah, that's daughter. fucked up. That is so messed up. Yeah, it's fucked up shit. Anyways, yeah. And then Trump and Brexit and. There's been a lot of terrible, terrible it's stuff. It's been weird. Yeah. Hasn't it? And Trump suddenly tops the weird list. Yeah. I mean, I would say, like, one of the bigger things is that all of these, like, polls that, that have been used along the way to sort of, you know, gauge public opinion, they've been shown to be incredibly inaccurate. Mm-hmm. Um, which is is interesting because I mean I guess that that means that really we've got no yardstick, nope. uh, we've got no way to to gauge the way the winds are blowing uh, politically or socially, and that's that's kind of scary and frightening and disturbing and worrying, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, I mean, definitely. I mean, it means we've got no idea what the hell we're doing. <laughs> yeah, and we kind of kind of always knew that, but now it's now we kind of always suspected that, but. That we kind of had confirmed. Yeah. And, yeah. and again, I don't know if it's a problem with the tool or the way it's being used. Um, Maybe both. But, but it, it seems at least like it, it's a little bit weird how we've been completely mis, miscalculating or misgaging the the, uh, the outcome of a lot of these elections mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So. Yeah. Brexit was also weird. What's happened with that? Oh, so they, they said they're going to... Uh, use this Article Five, uh, which is the the exit from uh, the European European Union. But exactly when that's going to take place is still a little bit uncertain. Hmm. Um, I believe there's going to be some some European Union level uh, election, and I think the my understanding is that England can't be part of it. Um, by the time that election rolls around, which is in like a year, right. so they they've got to hurry things up a little bit. Uh, on the other hand, uh, there was some minister that was charged with uh, uh, sort of get leading the work in in terms of uh, negotiating new trade deals with uh, with the other countries of the European Union, and he said that oh, this is going to take years, uh, which I guess I mean. If he's representing the the government that that has chosen to, or that is ruling now in the the wake of the uh, the public vote to leave, I guess it just goes to show that maybe he's not the, the right man for the job as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is strange, strange and things. But listen, while we're talking about politics and information, the information part of the show, mm-hmm. why don't we just just get into it? So. I mean, in terms of of Trump, for me, it's uh, it's interesting. There's been a lot of talk uh, recently about um, you know whether or not Russia was involved and, and influenced the uh, the U.S. election. I've heard about that, but yeah. I'm not really. So I mean, the the CIA has said that they they've got you know solid evidence, or, or uh, they they feel that the the there's a very very strong likelihood. Uh, 
that, that Russia has been involved. And, and of course, Trump has been very disparaging uh, of the CIA in that. He's been he's sort of saying like, oh, no, but, you know, you guys are wrong. You don't know what you're doing. And, and uh, no, Russia wasn't involved at all. He's been really just refusing to listen and or believe in, in what the CIA is saying, which I completely understand because, I mean, if... If, if you're Trump and you just got elected and the CIA is saying that um, uh, that your win was, was somehow influenced by a, a foreign power, uh, yeah. I, I would totally understand that, that maybe he would not be super excited or, or willing to listen to that. That would keep me a little bit awake in the night. I mean, it, it calls into question the legitimacy of his, his, uh, his win. Yeah, but also, if I were him, I was starting to like, but why? You know, why? So, uh, which is why the, the CIA now has been very careful in in how they've been wording this. Um, they've been saying that that certainly Russia influenced, but at the end of the day, uh, it doesn't look like they they really tip the scales in one way or another. Um, so now it's just a question of the fact that they meddled, not sort of what the result of that meddling was. And uh, and and earlier, I think it was yesterday. Uh, uh, apparently, Trump was going to receive a, a briefing from the intelligence services about the uh, the involvement of Russia in the U.S. election, <clears throat> and then included a briefing by the CIA, the FBI, and the NSA. Um, and the understanding there is that, well, they have a, a lot of evidence that, that points to involvement, but <clears throat> we're going to have to just wait and see how he handles that and how it affects his... Uh, Uh, his communications going forward. It's um, <coughs> the seventh today, and he gets uh, elected into office on the twentieth. Yeah, sworn in. Yeah, sworn in. Um, yeah. Uh, there's a lot of people that I've spoken to that don't get Trump at all, or the appeal at all. And and I gotta say, I mean, it's it's fairly easy to see uh, why a oh. lot of people in the U.S. would have voted for him. For sure. I mean, for if sure. if, you, if you're if you're Uh, if what's really important for you is, uh, uh, let's say, uh, pro being pro-life, right? Mm -hmm. Let's say you're you're, you're against abortion, um, and that's an important thing for you. Then, then having a candidate that says that he's he's willing to side with you on that uh, on that point might be more important than you know his views on uh, foreign policy or or what have you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. sure. He. I can. I have no problem seeing that people would side with him. I have no problem at all. I, I, I can easily see that. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be four very interesting years. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a little bit un, unheard of. Number one, to have a, a president that that communicates via this sort of stream of consciousness. Uh, style. I that, thought that he was going to stop. Right? Yeah. I, exactly. I thought it was he's, part of his campaign. He's still there doing the same yeah. crazy shit. It's crazy. And and Joe Biden had this uh, this thing uh, a couple of days ago where he pretty much said like, "Yeah, grow up, Mr. President." Yeah. Which is just <laughs> wow. That's. <laughs> yeah. He, his Twitter is. I, I like a few days ago. I just went to his Twitter page and started scrolling through it. It, it, it's bizarre. Yeah. It, it wouldn't be bizarre if that was just some guy. But it's the president of the motherfucking United States of America. It's POTUS. 
Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's fucking insane. It's, it's pretty crazy. I mean... Can, <laughs> he would actually say, like, now he, he's using... He's, he, and he's, he's sometimes being pretty funny. He's using some, some pretty funny wordplay. But sometimes he's just like, fuck you. It's like, what? <laughs> I, I mean, the, the thing that really... You're not a very nice person. I'm a person. I'm a nice person. The best nice person. Yeah. The the thing that, that really gets me though is is that he's he's more willing to, to side with uh, with Russia than than his own intelligence for agencies. Yes. It's just great. He, it's like he he's more <laughs> likely to believe like the latest conspiracy theory uh, laid out by some radio talk show host <laughs> than he is by. You know the, the the paid and educated staff of one of the largest and, and most powerful intelligence agencies in the world. It just it it just boggles the mind. I think he is one of those people that believes that the government staged nine eleven. Yeah, yeah, and and, and China's behind global the fake news. We didn't go to moon. Warming. I want to know if he thinks we went to the moon. I don't want to know. <laughs> I don't want to. <laughs> you know, if he says we don't have a government, it was filmed by Stanley Kubrick. Yeah. <laughs> that, that'd be. Wow. Yeah. So I mean, it, it's it's definitely going to be interesting to see what, what, what's going to happen. It, it's uh, on the one hand, I think a lot of the so after the the Second World War, a lot of the the reason. Yeah, we have coffee. It's I didn't take a piss. It's my coffee. We have coffee powering us, yeah. and we have ships. But I, it's so rude to like. So uh, I'm sitting here like staring at them. I really want to touch them and eat them. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah, go on. Sorry. So uh, I would say that the one of the the, the things after the Second World War that has sort of uh, reduced the amount of, of direct conflict between world powers. Has been the the threat of mutual uh, destruction with, with with nuclear weapons, mm. and that created all of the proxy wars and, and the Cold War uh, thereafter, right? And and you know you can say that 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 was terrible. Uh, on the other hand, a lot less people died, I guess, than if there'd been a nuclear holocaust. So that's that's always a plus. But we've seen a, a, an increase in, in aggressiveness and assertiveness now by, by, by both Russia and China. And I, I think one could argue that that's partly due to, to the fact that uh, the U.S. has not been so willing, really, to engage in, in a potential conflict. Yeah. And, and that gives room... To maneuver to these other powers, right? They, they're seeing an opportunity that they can grab more, do more without there being any repercussions. And and one of the reasons, or one of the best ways to to have a long peace, one could argue, is by having that that threat of, of mutual destruction and, and a willingness on, on both sides to, uh, to 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 sort of go into a conflict and if one of those sides is is not willing then the other side will will be able to to take more initiative it's kind of like the bully that goes up to to another kid in school and like pokes him and yeah. the other kid doesn't say anything it's like i'll push him and doesn't say anything i'll push him with both hands doesn't say anything fine i'll fucking knock him out <laughs> yeah, yeah it's kind of like that a little yeah, or I mean, a kid that's you know stealing everybody else's lunch money, 
you know, eventually somebody has to say something or they're just going to keep yeah. doing it. And the US is not saying anything. Right. And they haven't been. So uh, I don't know if that, that necessarily is a, a bad thing. I think that, that certainly, uh, uh, I mean, one could argue that, that certainly there's been a lot of aggressive behavior the whole time. It's not like we've had any period of peace, really. I mean, no. there's been conflict the whole time. Um, so I'm not entirely sure uh, necessarily if, if uh, a more assertive and aggressive uh, uh, and unpredictable uh, U.S. Is, is necessarily going to be conducive to peace. Uh, it might certainly raise the stakes, though, uh, mm-hmm. and make a, a conflict uh, potentially more likely. Um, but uh, I hope that it'll make it less likely. Let's hope. Right. So you watched uh, a trailer. There is a new Alien movie coming in 2017. And not a fake-out Alien movie like Prometheus. I don't know if it's a fake-out, but... Alright, but they sold it. Like, when they cut the trailers for Prometheus and the campaign was really like this. It was like they sold it like Star sold Rogue One. Like, just the beginning of episode four, yada, yada. But Rogue One made good on that promise. Prometheus became like a separate storyline in the alien universe. Sort of. Now, I don't know, because the new movie is called Alien Covenant. Sarah's penis, Oprah! I can't do that without an infection. You sure about this, Captain? How do you mean? We don't know what the fuck's out there. After uh, Prometheus and before the uh, first Alien, I believe. I think so too, but we don't know. But yeah, that, well, that, that my, seems my, my understanding, I, I read something about uh, the the uh, cyborg David from mm-hmm. the uh, the first or from uh, Prometheus, Michael Fassbender. Yeah, uh, I read that the the crew on this other mining ship is gonna uh, run into him on this uh, other planet. Makes sense. Yeah, because he took off with uh, the chick. And she's not in this movie. Hmm. So I guess she died off screen or something. Maybe. Well, I mean, no, she got in the ship and and went in another direction, yeah? No, he and she was on the same ship, wasn't they? Were they not? I might remember this wrong. It's been a long time since I I don't think so. Yeah, you might be right. Yeah, you might. I can't remember. Was she alone? I think she was alone because, like, he fucked he fucked everything up for everybody, right? Yeah, he was pretty evil. Well, I don't know if he was evil, but he no, was, he was a robot. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> robots aren't evil, are they? I'm a friend of Sarah Connor. 
that's a good question. I, they always seem evil. He's just not very. He doesn't give a shit because he's an he's a robot. He's just sort of doesn't emote sort of, well. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I I must say it's it's a little bit fuzzy. But my uh, my understanding was that she just sort of took off. But yeah, yeah, you might be right. And we saw the first alien hatch. That was the last scene in uh, Prometheus, right before the credits. We saw, we saw an alien hatch. Well, whether or not, yeah, whether or not they went together, at any rate, in this movie, it's just him, him. <laughs> and uh, another crew. Yeah. It was, so, uh, granted, we don't know how much time has passed, but uh, I, do, I can't imagine that those cyborgs would be able to live forever. No. So, you know, years, but the, the, not the movie, it, it looks good. Yeah, and and here's the thing. I, I really thought that that Prometheus looked really good. It did. It was uh, gorgeous. No complaints on the, the the filming or anything. But I gotta say the uh, the writing was iffy. Um, now I I've seen Prometheus one and a half time, mm-hmm. and I really liked it. Okay, well, but I think I think I need to rewatch it. See, here's the thing. I checked out mentally when they had a so-called xenobiologist or whatever. That sees an alien uh, for the first time, and he goes, up, "Oh, aren't you cute, coochie, coochie, coo?" <laughs> like what? Don't, you don't do that. You wouldn't no. do that. You would treat like a cat. <laughs> you definitely, you definitely wouldn't do that. That's just the silliest shit I've ever seen. Yeah, they they don't really look cuddly, now do they? <laughs> but and and but it's, why would you make any sort of assumptions that? Uh, of cuddliness at all <laughs> it's just no that's just completely I checked out mentally the second I saw that I'm like nope this is bullshit yeah I, I have an easier time than you I think to just disregard shit like that because yeah. I agree with you it's pretty fucking stupid it's really fucking stupid <laughs> but I, I can and the whole movie builds on that mistake <laughs> yes yes it, it's it's yes it's like a, a character a character doing something completely out of character just to move the plot along. Yes. It's just bad yes. writing. It's it's falling into the horror movie genre trope that people are stupid, right? Yeah, but like, what's that sound? I'm going out to the woods to check. But that's Do you want fine. Me to come with you? In no. a horror movie, there's stupid teenagers doing stupid shit, which is completely believable. Yeah. Right, I mean, like that's that's relatable. They're supposed to be stupid idiots, but here they're supposed to be like the best and brightest uh, on this this you know groundbreaking uh, mission for humanity. And then the second they encounter an alien, they could you could you could exactly. <laughs> I just it boggles my mind. Especially an alien looks like the ones that those did. It looks like a giant fucking cobra. It looks like it's gonna fucking kill you. Like you wouldn't go and, and try to scratch a cobra under the chin. Nope. I don't know. So, anyways, I I I think the alien movies are. What I liked about the original Alien is that it was, like, it was like a horror movie. It was slow and it's built. It built. It wasn't like a horror movie. It was a horror movie. Yeah, it was a horror movie. Yeah. And what I liked about the second one it was a kick-ass fucking action movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that, that's what I like. I like that they took this universe and made like made it work in different genres. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That that was cool. Yeah. And we haven't seen that since the first and the second one. Like the third one was a clusterfuck of, of a production. Like there is a number of cuts out there. David Fincher d- refused to work with Fox again until he made Fight Club. 
there are behind the scenes stuff that it's just this is not a professional setting <laughs> I think there I have the DVD box set yeah. called Alien Quadrology mm. and there's a huge amount of extra like behind the scenes footage for every movie and the Alien 3 one is really interesting because mm. you have like David Fincher like behind the scenes like sitting there and talking to Sigourney Weaver and then he's like so where is he like he's talking about the photographer it's like now he was gonna do this and this and that and it's like so we're stuck here not working because I'm some fucking idiot and he storms off <laughs> yeah shit like that yeah and yeah but no, I, I, here's the thing I, I like the a lot of the, the feel of the third one but it feels on a, a little bit too slow it, it's like there's a really good movie in there somewhere yes and and like it's it's like a, a Christmas present, you know. It's like somebody giving you a, a, a frying pan for a Christmas present. Yes. You know it's a frying pan. You can tell, but it's 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 still covered in this other stuff, right? Yeah. So there's there's a, a I don't know if that makes much sense, but there's a well, good movie yeah. in there somewhere. It's just the editing and, and a lot of other stuff just didn't come together. Yeah, and also what bothers me is that you spend the whole second movie with the the kid with Ripley and Newt the kid. And uh, the male, uh, I can't remember. But they, they survive, survive. And you're like you root for them, like save the kid, and like to save the kid and get off. And then in opening credits, well, well, of Alien Three, like Newt dead, yeah, like yeah. dies off screen when the fucking spaceship crashes. Yeah, that's kind of fucked up. <laughs> I mean, and it's 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 not that it's fucked up; it's a waste, right? Yes, because and, and it's a waste of. I guess emotional um, closure. No, no. I mean, look, that that's a, a interact or not interaction, but it's 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 emotion that you can uh, get out of the the audience. That mm-hmm. you can use that to to affect in the movie, and they don't. No. It just happens off screen in the credits, yep. which is bizarre. It feels really weird, right? I mean, imagine if if. Instead, you you have some some transition between the second one and the third one. That's that's over a longer longer period of time. You establish more of this relationship, mm. and then they they die on screen. I mean, the the gravity of that emotionally would be much more interesting. Absolutely. So, Alien Three has a number of you know things, and Alien Four is. Strange. Yeah, and then it just turns into a series of B movies, and and the, I'm not into. Alien, Alien, I like I like I like the fact that Ripley dies at the end of Alien Three, and she comes back several hundred years later because she's cloned. I I don't like that one. I, I like that, know. and I like the, the the scene where she goes into this room and, and there's ugly other fucking ver- cloned alien. Oh, and God, there's what? And there's other versions of her, and she has to kill them. And like the aliens on the water. There's stuff in Alien 4 that I like. I like that it ends with them crashing on Earth. Yeah, but that fugly alien half-breed thing. Yeah, I mean, yeah, what? I, I agree. It's just, it just, it just weird. It's strange and stupid. And yes, it, it, and then we have the Alien vs. Predator movies, which is... A joke. Yes. So, I like that they're returning to the, the, the origi- original like feel of the movies. Yes. I like that. it seems... To be higher in quality, like than the Alien vs. Predator movies, because those seems, seemed like you know what they reminded me of. They reminded me of the Resident Evil movies, like fast-paced, really 
don't know, it, just the feel of them felt really... Right. Let, let's try to make this a cool, hip action movie. Yeah, yeah. And no, not in right. a good way. Yeah, you're right, yeah. Like a dozen movie. Uh, yeah. No, that's... Uh, I definitely agree. But uh, And I also like how, even for, for Predator, they realize that. So, like, Predator 1, Predator... Predator 1, amazing. Predator 2, mm, yeah. And then it just goes downhill. And then again, the Alien vs. Predator movies is just a complete joke for, for the Predator franchise. But then they, they sort of rebooted it with Predators, where they tried to do the same thing that they did with Alien to Aliens. Yes. Which is nice. I, 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 I didn't think it was a, a, a great movie, but I definitely thought it was, it was uh, watchable. Absolutely, I've seen uh, one. And, and a good return to the style of the of the first one. I think they're trying to get another one off the ground now, mm-hmm. another Predator movie. Yeah, and, and that'd be that'd be a okay with me. I never liked the look of the Predator. What? You're one ugly motherfucker. No. Okay. It's, it's like the helmet seems too bulky. Like I don't know. It just he they reminds me of a Power Ranger, but with a bigger helmet. Mm. I don't, I don't, I don't mind that much, but it's. Uh, uh, I mean, re- returning to Alien, I, I, I like what's going on. I hope there, there are some lessons learned in in Prometheus, and I'm willing to give uh, the production another chance here. It's going to be an interesting year for Ridley Scott, like the Alien Covenant, and then he's producing the sequel to Blade Runner. Hmm. Which is another trailer that I saw that we haven't watched together recently, but hmm. it was more or less a teaser. Harrison hmm. Ford is returning. Interesting. So, Blade Runner 2046, I think it's called. Okay. But yeah, interesting. Hmm. Um, another trailer that we saw was for a new TV show called Legion. Just tell me what happened next. Look. I saw it, saw it. I don't know. It's fuzzy. You went off your medication. Wake up. Why? Uh, we're just looking for the truth. Which you promised to tell. I told you they took her. Sydney Barrett, the girl who disappeared. She didn't disappear. She took my place and I took hers. Wait, what? Her power, I, I think. Can you explain that? So is he crazy or continue? He believes he's mentally ill. But he may be the most powerful mutant we've ever encountered. What is the Can we take a break? Look, please. Uh, <laughs> let's take a break. It's, it's here's the thing. Marvel is they're they're they've got their hands firmly around the the fan the teats of their fans and they're milking milking them for all that they're worth right you're that you're that how many how many marvel tv shows are there now that are running oh god but you're gonna separate them why because you have the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and those t- and there are TV shows that go into that. But you have yeah. then you have the, the X Men universe. Mm-hmm. But you want you want like how many TV shows are associated to Marvel? Yeah. Agents of Shield, Daredevil, Luke Cage, Jessica Jones, and soon to be uh, Iron Fist, and Defenders, and now the last one, Legion. Yeah. So, <laughs> plus, plus, there's, plus there's like one or two movies a year. 
Yeah. There's going to be three three Marvel three Marvel movies a year, and that's not counting X Men movies. Right. So I am I am at the point now where where anything new that comes out with Marvel is just background noise. I honestly I don't give a shit anymore. I'm sorry. We we looked at the the, the trailer, and it looks. It, it, but but here's 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 the damnedest thing. Even, for every time it feels like they're scraping the bottom of the the superhero barrel, they still seem to somehow pull out something that's not too bad. Like <laughs> I mean, like with Guardians of the Galaxy, I, I remember I'm like, what the shit is this? Are they out of superheroes? What's going on here? But I mean, it's it's not not bad. Not it's bad. not a bad movie. It's not bad. Uh, Doctor Strange seems to be I, very good. I, I haven't seen like it. it. I've heard that, that that it's it's decent. Uh, I haven't seen it though, but I don't know. So I'm at the point where I don't think I'm gonna I'm gonna be going to to watch Marvel movies in the in the theaters because there's just too many. Like it's you get desensitized. Oh you yeah, know? it's it's like having it's, pizza every day. It's hard for me to agree with you because because I am a fan and I I am I don't suck on their tit. I I have their Giant, like, black, giant <laughs> cock, like, deep down my throat. Yeah. Um, and enjoying everything. They can, you know, come over me with movies, like, over face, neck, and chest all, all day. But I see your point. I see that there's, there's a lot of movies coming out, and I can see for a, for a casual fan. It's, yeah, it's getting too much. Yeah, like, like even Captain America, right? Like, the latest one, mm. the, the Civil War. Mm. I, I, I was watching that one, and you know, and you have to have some idea of who the frick Ant Man is. You gotta have. It's almost like it's become like a, a TV show, but every episode is like giant movie on yeah. screen. Yeah, it's kind of like that. Yeah, and I, I, I just can't be bothered with having to to watch every freaking TV show and and thing that they come out with just to be able. They've to been watch talking the next one. a long time about how much is too much. And every year there's because you don't know, you just have the Marvel movies, you have the DC movies, and you have TV shows for that. And there's a lot. I think this is going to happen because right now Marvel Studios have their grip firmly around the balls of every fanboy. They, they own the market mm-hmm. in, in the superhero genre. You have Fox, 20th Century Fox, that owns the X Men franchise, and they've always been kind of like on the X-Men and they fucked up Spider-Man so that they even sold it back to Marvel and I think and Deadpool is an indication and the latest Logan movie might be an indication that they are willing to try some new stuff they might be willing to like alright let's try an R-rated superhero movie about a character that mainly only like you know comic book readers know like Deadpool and holy shit, was that a hit? Mm. And more about Deadpool later. Uh, <laughs> so, and yeah, we're going to do a Wolverine movie. Yeah, we're going to do it really dark. We're going to do it rated R. We're going to, you know, it, I don't know if this is what's happening, but it would be nice if the Fox is like, all right, we have this X-Men property. Let's try to do something different with it. Yeah, but I mean, so, yeah, sure, I, I get that. I, I would just like to see, 
them do less stuff. Uh, and, and the thing is, they're not going to because they're making money hand over fist. So doing I, what they're doing exactly. So I mean, I mean, it just look, it just just looking back over the past couple of years, the the movies that they have released have all done really well. Uh, even the ones that have done less well have still done incredibly well. I mean, compared to the other box office. enough to warrant like exactly. two or three sequels. So I mean, just looking at the the money. Uh, looking at the numbers, there's no reason for them to change their strategy at all in, in any foreseeable future. God no. But I would certainly like them to, because like, man, I'm I'm. I would like to see. I'm putting on the brakes here. Apparently, the X Men Apocalypse movie was one of the like cash wise, box office wise was one of the lesser X Men movies. Hmm. And that's it's also. A three, they signed a three movie deal with uh, Michael Fassbender and James McAvoy and that, that's that and the chick that plays uh, Mystique that's her three they made the three movies mm-hmm. so here's the thing what, where do they go now like and you have Deadpool which is in the X-Men franchise universe that made really good now they made Logan and that's going to be Hugh Jackman's last movie I think what they're going to try to do is a soft soft reboot of the franchise and the rumor is uh, they're going to make a movie called New Mutants and New Mutants is a comic book with the high school the high school version of the X-Men it's like younger kids really weird powers and they're at the school and it's more about them growing up and being teenagers with powers yeah I don't know I I get a, a, a sense of like the the latest season of or the reboot of Heroes Ooh. over that you know Ooh. like okay I get it but it's the point is not just the, the powers in the school the point is the specific characters of course you gotta hit with the characters and you hit with the actors and you gotta find people and characters that are likable that you want to watch that you're interested in yeah but I we can go on about this forever but I would like to see I like Marvel I like what Marvel does but I also would like to see like something different yeah so but I mean this this Legion it looks like what was it, it was uh, Professor Xavier's uh, mm. uh, kid yeah his, his son but he's got like mental health issues yeah. so he's uh, um, he's schizophrenic okay He's, 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 he's got multiple personalities and, and then he's yeah. got amazing superpowers and, and I, honestly it's an interesting concept uh, which, which I haven't really seen addressed before maybe it has been but just the idea of somebody having all these amazing powers and then having a, a mental disorder yes. um, the question it's incredibly dangerous my question is how do you make a character like that your main character in a TV show yeah that that is you gotta have a really fucking strong supporting cast, but in the comics, Legion was always a a dude that popped up and he was really dangerous and he, everybody fucking freaked out and he fucking fucked up everything and at one point he destroyed the world and in a story called Legion Quest, it, it, it's but he was never a main character. Because he can't fucking be. Because he has all these personalities and he's never the same. And he's always, as you say, very fucking dangerous. So, 
I don't know. But I, I, like, I like the I like the idea that they're they're bringing up the mental health aspect. I, I think it's it's an interesting angle um, and something that would be interesting to see how, how they can. I don't know. Use it in a way, perhaps to to raise awareness of of mental health issues or something like that. At least, yeah, for sure. But I don't know if I'd base a whole show off of it. That, that's the thing. Like, how how do you do that? Like, how do you do like twenty episodes per season with that? Yeah, I, I get a, a huge like heroes feel off the whole thing. That's not good. <laughs> now. Like in the trailer, they had some like I don't know impromptu Bollywood dancing just out of nowhere. <laughs> and hey, I'm a I'm a Bollywood dancing fan. I'll tell you that. But it just felt really out of place, and it felt like they only did it for it to feel out of place. Yeah, I agree. I don't know. I don't know. But I, the, the showrunner, I can't remember his name, it was the dude who did um, Fargo, uh, the TV show. And I saw the first season of Fargo, and that was really good. Hmm. Like, really fucking good. So, hopes for that. But, speaking of TV, we watched, we watched a bunch of TV in 2016. So, do you have anything particularly that you remember fondly? Um, of your TV watching in the last year? So, I, I've been a bad boy. I haven't watched a lot of TV uh, the, this last year. Um, I mean, Game of Thrones, of course. Uh, and then I've been watching Westworld. Uh, I'm not yet done with the the first uh, season, uh, and I've been distracted now by the uh, release of the the, n- the next season of uh, uh, Sherlock, mm-hmm. uh, which is a great show. I really like that one. Um, there's a lot of other shows that I, I've had on my to to watch list and s- simply haven't gotten around to it. But I have been watching a lot of uh, Last Week Tonight with uh, uh, with uh, oh, Oliver. What's his face? Um. Yeah, I keep saying I keep wanting to say Jamie Oliver, but no, <laughs> I know who you mean. Yeah, but um, anyways, I have been watching a lot of a lot of uh, uh, last week tonight, uh, and they did win win the Emmy, uh, so they have been uh, uh, very successful. So I don't feel like I've been been missing out too much. Yeah, I know we had a period like a few years ago we watched a shit ton of different shows. We really don't do that anymore. I mean, I, I'm I'm looking forward to a lot of other ones like Black Mirror that you you've talked a little bit about. Um, there is a new season of, of Vikings out, but I, I hear that it's taking a, a, a turn that hasn't been super appreciated by a lot of the fans. Uh, Taboo is a new season coming out with Tom Hardy and, and Ridley Scott, uh, and Tom Hardy is of course uh, is always a very good actor. And we watched the trailer earlier, and, and what do you think? I think it's interesting. It's an interesting setting also. Yeah. Like uh, East India Trading Company days. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's a setting that you don't see that often in yeah. cinema or in TV. Well, I mean, this is like period It's piece a period or, piece. Yeah. So, and it looks really expensive. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And really good uh, But it was HBO, well. right? Yeah. Yeah. So... I I expect a certain amount of quality when it comes to HBO. Yeah. Um, but like, and speaking of HBO, like I agree with you. One of the best things I saw last year on TV was the last season of uh, Game of Thrones. That was just that was, in my opinion, the best season so far. Yeah. Uh, that was just. 
it, it, and it shows that we're closing in in on the end. Yeah. So I mean, a lot of good stuff happened in, in Game of Thrones. It's definitely the the ladies here. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, Daenerys has been kicking uh, much ass. I mean, honestly, this was her season. Um, oh god. Yeah. So the thing is, I I I miss a little bit the fact that they're now. Um, sort of the producers have free reign of of the uh, yeah the they stuff have that's to gonna happen, and the, the the problem and we've talked about this before is that the the show uh, or the stuff that happens in the show follows the the beats of the season a little bit too well. It, it almost becomes a little bit too predictable mm. Uh, mm. in terms of, of you know the types of things that are going to happen each episode. Not necessarily exactly what happens, but but sort of the the beats start to feel too. TV. Made for TV. Yeah, uh, I agree. And, and that's the uh, problem. There is that they they don't they no longer have the the book as as, as no. you know such a main part of the the script. You hear that, George? Fucking write, <laughs> go write. <laughs> I see you writing your fucking blog every fucking week. Stop doing that. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. <laughs> no, poor yeah. George. <laughs> you shouldn't be too hard on it. Game of Thrones. Yes, um, I personally saw. I mean, I talked about this, but the, the, the season seven of no season six of uh, the Walking Dead and the season six finale of Walking Dead left us traumatized for all the wrong reasons because it was a case of blue balls because it ended on such a cliffhanger. And I then, hate that. And then the season came back, which then it came back with season seven, and it just released something and we all became traumatized by what what, what happened <laughs> <laughs> and the rest of the, the, the first half of season 7 has been very like come on let's get to it come on let's get to it because you have Rick the main character he's more or less as traumatized as we the audience are Yeah. so he's like no no I, I'm not in charge anymore I can't do this anymore and we are going to fucking get on here fucking, fucking kill him and now when they had their uh, half season pr- uh, finale it's mm-hmm. like we're gonna kick some ass they're like woo so Walking Dead has actually been a show that's it's, it's The Walking Dead it's it's no Game of Thrones by any means <laughs> yeah but but it does what it does really well yeah and, and I mean we I think we've talked about this before as well but like my the sense that I got because I only watched the first season of of, mm. uh, Walking Dead and after the the end of the first season I sort of saw the direction it was going in and it's it's a soap opera yeah with the zombies that just happened to be in the in the backdrop yeah um, and so I, I think it's the sort of thing that the the pleasure that you get from each season might not be as high as what you get with Game of Thrones no. but the reward that you get for for sticking in there and seeing the the development of the characters over all of these different seasons might certainly be worth it. I mean, if you if you compare just sort of where the characters are and and in the the current season with with where they were in the first season, just seeing that that change episode by episode might be a little real difficult. But but when you step back and and you really view the change from the where they started to where they are now, I think it'll be a, a dramatic thing to see. 
It is. Do you remember the little kid? Yeah. From the first season? Mm-hmm. Still there, but now he has like one eye mm. and he's machine gunning dudes down and he's like kissing girls and shit. Mm. And he's like, fuck you, dad, I'm on my own, I'm gonna kill some zombies. And he's a long hair and he's like old broody, moody, mother. It's, um, it's funny to watch. It also has, of yeah, course, with the actor being but, older. But not just that, but I mean, like, just looking at, at Rick, for instance, I mean, mm-hmm. he was this, you know, so, sort of uh, all American. Uh, this Captain America exactly he's this Captain America guy in the first episode of the first season and and now he's sort of this like ruthless killer and and, and a lot of the, the things that he does are really like morally questionable but yes. you're like you know sort of just have followed well, him along along the the path that he's taken and each step along the way has been reasonable I guess <laughs> and here you are now and you're and you're, you know, if you if you look at it objectively from outside, it's just some fucked up shit going on. But absolutely, you know. for, for that aspect alone in the characters, it's a fun show to follow. Right. right. So there is that, um, and you mentioned Black Mirror. Black Mirror was uh, I started watching. Me and the wife started watching Black Mirror like like a month ago mm-hmm. or something, and it's it's an easy show to digest. Right. right. Now, no, it's not it's not easy to digest because goddamn that some sh- episodes are depressing. Yeah. You sit there and you're just like... <laughs> but I mean, see, here's the thing. You, you, you mentioned it's an anthology where like each episode is completely independent of, of the other ones. Mm-hmm. And and so, I mean, a lot of the other shows that, that we're talking about and that we're following, and, and I guess a lot of the other things that have been like the best thing on TV... Ever, I mean, up until now, uh, if we look at it, all of them involve you know following a set amount of characters and a, a, a specific storyline over X number of years or, or seasons. Um, and and so one of the the most powerful things that you have with these modern shows is that you have so many episodes where you can build up the characters and the story, and you can really uh, get a, a, a whole other level of, of depth uh, to the what you want to say. Than you can with you know a, a two-hour movie, um, and and that is why we see so many uh, these mainstream you know triple-A actors going over and doing TV. Uh, that's why you have you know Ridley Scott and and Tom Hardy doing TV shows, right? But I mean, if you uh, now look at Black Mirror, for instance, where you have each episode is completely independent, how do you? Well, for sure, you don't get emotionally invested mm. in that sense of word. But I look at it as like, look at it like every week I get an awesome short movie, a movie that's one hour long. It's really well produced. It's really well directed. It's really well acted, mm-hmm. and the script is awesome. And it's always a moral tale about technology and you know, in our society and where we are and where we might end up if we don't fucking watch it <laughs> it's so it's more that it's like it's story time yeah but I would say I mean it, my feel is that it's it's the opposite of, of what we were talking about before uh, yeah. in terms of, of uh, Walking Dead yes where it is you know you have to really put in the time to get the, the reward after you know six or seven seasons of it whereas here there's no there's no reason for you to, to put up with, with six or seven seasons uh, it, it really forces the content of each and every episode to be yeah. on par and the red thread, the thing that ties each episode together and keeps you coming back the next week and the next week 
is not to do with any specific characters or, 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 or storyline. It's just each episode has to be its own draw yes. to the show. I think I think the fact that Netflix now owns this show mm. serves it well because they put up all the episodes at once now. I think that serves it better because you can just watch an episode and like, and you know, hurry to watch yeah. the next one. You can just go back and watch it whenever you want. Yeah, it, it's brave, um, and it really puts a lot of. On the other hand, yeah, so it it, it gives you a it puts a lot of pressure on the writers, but it also gives you a lot of freedom because the fact that a certain episode might not have been super enjoyable doesn't mean at all that the next one won't be. Absolutely, it's. And I have not seen one episode that I didn't like. Mm-hmm. They're they're really good. Sure, some are better than others, but I haven't seen a bad one. See that that's one of the things that I like about the uh, the new series format, where they have uh, instead of having you know, like twenty four episodes to a season now, it's you know ten or eleven or something like that. Uh, and I think that one of the good things there is that you don't have to find so much filler anymore. Um, it means that each episode or each series is or each season is much more uh, condensed. Each episode becomes so much more interesting because you're not having to just have you know the filler stuff anymore. Well, especially when you have like a very, when a show has a very specific story to tell, the, the, you need to feel that the show is then moving towards that conclusion. Yeah, yeah. Which and, is one of the reasons why I, I stopped watching Homeland because it felt like there wasn't any specific direction they were going in. They were just sort of. You know, continuing on the the story that they had, and and each new episode would you know reflect things that were happening in the real world to sort of uh, anchor it in time and 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 add interest for the audience. Yeah, um, for sure. But it's not that they have their own story really that they're pursuing. At least that's my impression of it. Mm. Yeah, and to go back to Walking Dead, that is one of the things that frustrates me with Walking Dead because I want to feel. When I watch Walking Dead, even though I like it right now and it's good right now, I won't feel like they're moving somewhere and yeah. it's good. But the producers have vocally said several times, "No, no, we don't have an end." Well, can, exactly. We yeah. can we can do hundred seasons. Yeah, but but it's because it's a soap opera. Yes, and it in frustrates seasons, me. In hundred seasons, it'll be you know a week later in the show, right? Yes, I, mean, I think it's uh, this is season seven. I think three years has have passed. Yeah, something like that yeah. around those lines. But but and that frustrates me. I really and so here's my. The show really, if the day when the day comes when they kill Rick, right? Because he's the main character. We're gonna kill Rick and we're gonna go on. They need to give me a really good fucking reason to keep watching after they kill Rick, or otherwise that will be my stop stopping point. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so there's that. Yeah, I mean, it, it, in a lot of ways it compares to, and we were talking about this earlier, uh, Spartacus Blood and Sand, because like the the first season of that you had the guy playing Spartacus who was really good and then you had the guy playing the owner of the, the slaves I forget what his face is but he's really good and then you know, uh, Lucy Lawless uh, was in there as well uh, and so there were three you know, pretty top notch characters uh, and, and actors playing those characters and then unfortunately the guy who, who played Spartacus uh, went and got uh, uh, cancer and, uh, and the second season huh? I think it was blood cancer or something yeah something yeah. fucked up yeah, and then so the second season was a prequel that they could do with you know the other two main main actors, uh, which worked 
a-okay like no complaints there uh and then the third or uh, the third season but really the season two um you know they had another moved, actor yeah the 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 guy who owned the the slaves and so now it, all of a sudden it felt like there was no sort of anchor to the show anymore yeah and it was really hard to keep watching it i i never finished it yeah i, I, I never did i intend to at some point because i really liked it I really like that show. And the dude who was a showrunner on it, he's now directing. He was the, he was the showrunner on Daredevil season 1. And he's now directing Pacific Rim 2. Wow. So, hmm. he he's working at least. So, that was what we watched uh, some of the stuff that we watched on the small screen last year. Right. And That's, what about big screen? What about the big screen? How how many movies would you say that came out last year that you saw? Uh, I have a list right here. Why don't we count? How convenient. Yeah. <laughs> I saw 18 movies Yeah, that came out last year. Yeah, and I'm at 20. Really? I thought you were way before me. No. 20. Damn. I would actually say I, I've, dude. I, ha, I also have um, one more before the flood, so nineteen. Yeah, I thought you were going to be way before me. No, no. I mean, it, it, it's so my my issue with the year is not necessarily uh, the number of movies. My my. It, it, so let me be be clear about this as well. Like I, during twenty sixteen, I watched a lot of movies that are from twenty fifteen. So there's a lot of movies that I watch that aren't on this list because I only have movies here that are from 2016. Yeah. <clears throat> so I would say like half the list is, is other movies. Um, that's one thing. Another thing I would say is that this year, the very best movies that I saw weren't from this year. There's, there's, you know, last year we, we picked out a top five movies of the year and there it was difficult to narrow it down to like the, the, the top five best movies because there were so many really good ones that we'd seen. Mm. But, but this year, I got to say, the struggle was finding five movies that I would want to have on a top five list. <laughs> and, and, and a lot of that is not necessarily that, that, that really good movies didn't come out. Um, there's a lot of great movies that, that I know are now like, you know, tip for, for Oscars for next year uh, that have come out. But... I just haven't had a time to see them, number one. Number two, it feels like I've watched way too many popcorn movies yeah. this year. Yeah. Uh, there's there's a lot of movies that are just mentally lazy. And I think I, I w- would have had a much easier time building this top five list if I'd gone outside my comfort zone a little bit more and watched uh, uh, less popcorny movies. I would uh, I, uh, I would agree with you. I would like to watch more independent cinema, or mm. just not just independent cinema, just not superhero movies. And not I the li- latest blockbuster. I mean, there's so I much other. I like stuff. superhero movies, and I like blockbuster movies, but I also like other movies. My favorite ta- movie of all time is Fight Club. That is a different movie. It's not a superhero movie. It's not a blockbuster movie. It's a weird fucking movie. Yeah, that's my favorite movie of all time. It's you know. Yeah, and I mean, there's a, there's a lot of, of movies that uh, that I tend to really enjoy that aren't, you know, these like Captain America and X Men and stuff like that. Those are are all they're fun, but they're not 
great movies. You know, movies, movies is art. And art should, you know, do something to you. It should provoke you. It should make you feel something. Yeah, and, and seeing, you know, Ant-Man run around and throw shit around doesn't really make me think about, you know, it my t- place in the universe and humanity. and. But it does tickle my dick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, that's the, the, uh, that, I guess that's a good analogy. A lot of these movies is just masturbation. Yes. I would agree. And, I would agree. And I, I gotta. Uh, I, I hope that for 2017, um, by the end of the year, when, when or beginning of next one, when we're sitting down creating our, our top five movie list, I certainly hope that there's less masturbation on the on the list. Not that there's anything wrong with masturbation. But... Well, less of these masturbation movies. <laughs> I'm not saying it's porn movies, but it's you know. Less porn, more... I lost my train of thought. Yeah. So, what are you... What, what are you top five? Let's do this. You, you say you number five, and then I say my number five. And then you say number four, and I say my number four. All the way to number one. Okay, but you start. I start? <laughs> All right. My number five is 10 Cloverfield Lane. Hmm. A movie that really surprised me. It's like an on. Is it an official sequel to Cloverfield? Yeah. That, that and it came out of fucking nowhere. Yeah. Then now just they just released a trailer and then a few months later the movie was out. Hmm. It was really good. I have some issues with the ending. Um, I think they like showed too much or you know, but on that like two thirds of the movie is really fucking good. <laughs> And yeah. I really like that. I really like I really like John Goodman and all the actors in it, all three. Um, yeah, it, it, it was one of my the best surprises all year. Hmm. Um, my number five is a a, a documentary. Um, it's Zero Days. Mm. So Zero Days is about the the Stuxnet virus, um, and uh, yeah. So I mean that one is is really scary. Uh, it really uh, puts into the uh, the front of your mind and lays out for you sort of this uh, uh, cyber warfare stuff that's going on and and how that's done and, and really the level of, of complexity that's involved and, uh, uh, and really how exposed we are uh, to a lot of these, these potential threats. So, yeah, I like that one. Cool. My number four is The Witch, which is an independent horror movie that came out like early in the year like springtime around like April I think so I, I have that on my on my to watch list yeah we talked about it uh, I, I think we talked about it when I mm-hmm. saw it mm-hmm. it's um, yeah it's it, it has some issues of course but it's as a horror movie and the setting is really something that you don't see every day and it's really unsettling uh and really creepy, which is something I really like. I, I don't like horror movies that are jump scares. Like, boo! I don't like that. But yeah. I, I like a horror movie that creeps up on you and creates an unsettling feeling. Right, right. But is it really good? Because like, I, when I watch the trailer, it seems weird. And it, it seems like there's not a very clear uh, plot. It seems like, like Terrence Malik decided to make a horror movie. I think you're t- thinking about the Antichrist. No, no, I'm not. I'm thinking about the witch. Uh, 
No, the, the, the plot is very clear. It's very clear that w- w- what's happening. All right, because like in the in the trailer, there's like a goat and there's a, mm-hmm. a girl sitting around and there's somebody walking bah, around. Bah, bah, and bah. Like, what the hell is going well, on? Well, that's the trailer, but yeah. the, it, no, it's, the plot is not confusing at all. Well, you, well, you, you don't you may, may not understand what's know what's going on, but I mean it's, it goes from point A to point B to point C. It's right. it's very you know. Yeah, but I mean, so do Terrence Malik movies, but. <laughs> Bizarre, nonetheless. No, it's it's nothing like that. Right. No, right. it's Antichrist. Not... I would say is more like that. Okay. What's your? Uh, where are we? Number three? No, what? number four. What's your number four? So my my number four would probably be uh, uh, Hail Caesar. I've heard about that. I heard it's really good. It's 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 really funny. <laughs> I I liked it. Uh, let me bring up the. Uh, Page here. So number one, it's got a really good cast. Uh, it's the Cohen brothers, of course. Yeah. So it, it you know that it's going to be entertaining. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like the the writing. It's you know, Josh Brolin, uh, George Clooney, uh, Ralph Fiennes, Scarlett Johansson, Tilda Swinton. A lot of really good actors. Uh, that is a good cast. Yeah, it's, I a, would say. it's a hilarious cast. It's it's just the right amount of campy. I mean, it's it's the Coen Brothers. You can tell from a mile away. It's a Coen Brothers movie, <laughs> it's, and it's fun. I uh, I really enjoyed it. I had a lot of laughs uh, when I was watching it. So cool. that that's on my list. Cool. Mm. My number three is Captain America: Civil War. And, you know, I'm a fanboy. I'm a Marvel fanboy. I grew up on Marvel. I grew up on these characters. And this movie, like, tickles every fanboy bone that I have. It's just, it's so much fan service in one movie that, that it's just, Miguel is reaching for the ships. He can't resist. I can't do it. <laughs> it's, um, you know, it, 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 my inner child just you know ecstatic with glee when I watch that movie it, it's so it's so much fun and entertaining is it perfect absolutely not absolutely not it, it, it has its faults it has its logic it plot holes and all that but just you know that airport scene and you have fucking Spider-Man jumping over them and you have Ant-Man being giant man and it, it I mean it didn't it, to me it didn't feel like there was anything at stake I know, but for me, I don't know if I. If I mean, the, the, even even at that, the, and especially I would say the airport scene. There's mm-hmm. nothing at stake. It, they, because they they're pulling their punches. They're 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 not trying to, to hurt each other. And the second somebody almost gets hurt, it's like oh shit. <laughs> it's it's it, all fun and games until someone falls from the sky and breaks his back. And that to me makes the whole thing just feel pointless. I would say I will say this: the Marvel movies now, and especially that one, feels like the comic. They're they're ex- excellent representations of what the comics are. And what you're saying is, it is like that in the comics. It, it is just like that. It's. Um, 
I don't know. In, I don't. I don't know if it's good or bad that they carry that through. I have a really hard time being. You know, look at these movies with a critical eye I have a really hard time doing that and I'll, 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 I'll <laughs> you're laughing <laughs> yeah. this is like no shit <laughs> exactly I mean and I'll, I'll admit that I'll, I'll admit that if you put aside for a moment the fact that you, you read the comics as a kid what's good about the movie the visuals the actors it's, the special effects are really good I like the actors I like Chris Evans a lot uh, I like Robert Downey Jr. a lot. I think they they, they do. But are their characters believable in in this movie? In the setting that they're in, I think so. I, I don't know. I, I thought it felt like a little bit almost forced. The, the problem is that it works on its. Which this will see me making excuses here, but it's it works in it's not just working in its own movie logic terms. It works in its superhero logic terms this is the shit you would see in a superhero story it, it makes it, yeah but is it a good movie yes I think it's a good movie I think it, it, you can't say it's a bad movie okay well a bad movie is uh, Killosaurus yeah, <laughs> that yeah. is a good yeah. that's a bad movie well I, w- I will say Killosaurus has uh, less budget <laughs> but there might be more character development in Killer Saurus <laughs> than there is in, in Captain America. And that, that is something I, I would agree with you. Because that's the fault of the Marvel movies now. You want the characters to evolve, right? Like in a TV show. But they can't move a budge too much. Like if you would look at it from Marvel Studios' point of view. You want to you want to change something, but you don't want to change too much because this this fucking formula is fucking working. Yeah, but, it's fucking look, working. but look, this is this goes back to to the you know ancient Greek or, or Babylonian styles <laughs> of storytelling, right? Mm-hmm. You you have a, a a protagonist, and the the protagonist faces a problem, and the protagonist goes on a journey to solve this problem, and he's changed along the way. Yes, Where, where's the change? Well, the circumstances change somewhat, but but is the hero changed? I think Cap has changed. I think Tony has changed somewhat. Over the course of, of Captain America Civil War? I think so. What is the change? Their relationship has changed. Hasn't it? Hasn't it? Well, if you, this is, this, I would say yes. But both you and I know how this is going to play out. Because when, when they meet again, which I think will be Avengers 3, there will be a threat. And Tony will pick up that phone and like, Cap, help us! And he will come and they will be friends again. And we'll fight with that. Yes. And that is... That is something that I can take. Yeah. Yeah. But, but, and and so, here's the thing. Like, I get it. They're locked in. Yes. Um, And and they have so many more stories to tell that they can't do do the the big change uh, over one movie. I think the biggest change is going to be Avengers 3. I think they're going to kill some fools there. But, you know, it's a comic book movie. And if you're going to follow Marvel logic, nobody really dies. They can always come back. Yeah, but I would... And and so that's the thing that I, I really liked about sort of the first Captain America movie. Because there the character changes over over the, the course of the story. Something happens and he evolves mm-hmm. uh, as a character. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I like seeing that. 
and and that's I guess one of the problems that you always have when you you do any sort of sequel is that most of the change that you put into the character you put in the first movie what are you going to do in the second movie you can't just you got to do something right I think isn't the formula to every sequel like the Empire Strikes Back formula like you take our heroes and you fuck them up like (laughs) hardcore yeah like you pound them into the ground and I think the Empire Strikes Back is the one movie that still to this day made that best it was the great like we see in other sequels like trying to do that but that movie really yeah but, but but Empire does something different um, and I mean if you if you look at the you know what happens to, to Luke over the course of Empire you know he starts off as this sort of still you know starry eyed uh, hero and then he starts to develop into a Jedi mm-hmm. and and you, you have yeah. that development take place over the uh, hero's over journey yeah so you, you still have that there and and that's the sort of thing that I, that I would like to see see more of in in the uh, uh, I guess the Captain America movies. No Marvel movies in general, maybe. We'll know. see. Anyways, what's your number three? Number three, I would say, is Arrival. Arrival was a, a good sci-fi movie. I have not seen it. I want to see it. It was uh, aliens uh, show up uh, in giant, smooth-looking spaceships and. Uh, um, uh, I'm not gonna spoil anything, but but you have is it like twelve different places around the globe, and everybody's uh, trying to communicate with these aliens, and it's it's this linguist that shows up and uh, and sort of has this breakthrough that you can't learn to speak their language, you got to learn to write their language, um, and so the movies has an awful lot of you know like linguistics as part of it cool um, yeah it's it's, it's kind of cool uh, I like the aliens I like that they're not like they don't look like humans wearing uh, wearing makeup and the effects <laughs> are really nice and there's it's the type of aliens that are they're doing magic you know like mm. if you if you take uh, I don't know what, what's, a, what's a good Star Trek I guess is a you can you can tell that there's advanced technology there, right? There's like there's pipes and there's wires and there's displays. There's stuff going on. You can tell it's tech, right? Yeah, yeah. right. An extrapolation from what we have today, but but these aliens that have you know faster than than light travel and they've gotten here somehow. Uh, there's no visible technology. It's it's more or less magic. Which is kind of cool. I mean, it's any sufficiently advanced technology will be indistinguishable from magic, anyways. Uh, yeah. So if you if you took a person, like if you time travel and pick the person from Stone Age and put him right here and show him what we can do, that would be look like magic. Well, exactly. I mean, an iPad, for instance, would would look like crazy magic. To mm-hmm. yeah. You wouldn't be able to tell that there's you know widgets and doodads and stuff underneath no. the hood. Yeah. So. It's Amy Adams, right? Yeah. She's so fucking hot. <laughs> oh, God, she's so hot. She's got a thing for aliens. <laughs> First Superman, now this. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's my, that's my uh, number three. All right. Moving on to number two. Mm-hmm. My number two is Rogue One, a Star Wars story. 
This, this, I love this movie, and we talked about it. we talked about it recently. We talked about it last episode, mm. so I won't go too deep into it. I've only seen it once. I know that you've seen it more. Than I've once. seen it three times. You've now. seen it three times, and and I will say, I think it deserves two two viewings. I, I think the the third viewing uh, was one viewing too many, maybe too also too close to the other viewings. Well. Uh, the thing is, the first time I, I saw it as a as a Star Wars fan, the second time I, I saw it as, I guess, having a deeper reflection. You know, it was a second date with the movie, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the third viewing, you know, you start noticing all those slight little imperfections. <laughs> um, and and so it's it's a good movie. Um, it does a, a good job of, of fitting together with with Episode Four and sort of bridging that gap. It adds very little, but a little bit to the Star Wars universe and the the, the story that we've we've known so far. Um, but there's some editing issues. There's some 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 yeah. storyline issues for sure. Character yeah. issues. Yeah, but, for sure it has problems. But it's fun. It's a fun movie. Yeah, it, and it's a fun Star Wars movie also. Yeah. I really want to... I think I'm going to... It's been a while since I had a mar- marathon and watched all the Star Wars movies. I think when Rogue One comes out, uh, like in digital, I think I'm going to watch them all, like one, episode one, two, three, Rogue One, <laughs> four, five, six, seven, mm. and then go to the theaters and watch episode eight. Oh my God. I think I'm going to do that. Yeah. That, 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 I, think that, I think that can be fun, actually. Like my tribute to uh, Carrie Fisher. I would really love to to take episode one, two, and three, and and have a uh, an edit of those down to one movie. I think you can do that easily. Yeah, where you remove all the Jar Jar Binks, you remove Young Anakin. Yeah, I think you can keep some of it, but very condensed. There, there is a fan edit out there. There's a lot of them. Yeah, but there's one in particular that that's really good, actually, mm. uh, where he like took episode one and just. I just cut it down to like I think it's like 40 minutes <laughs> or something and it works way better um, cut some stuff out and you know but yeah because I'm gonna have Darth Maul in there but that's all I want from the first one yeah yeah you, you, remove all those midi-chlorians shit I think you can take episode 1 and 2 and cut them together to a really decent Star Wars movie hmm. I think so like you have like because normally now we can do that like Rogue One was the first Star Wars movie where we had a flashback because he never had that because Star Wars movies always took place in like in the space of a few days like no flashbacks no flash forwards no jump in time nothing Hmm. but now you can now they can apparently do that (laughs) now that George Lucas is not at the helm so but I would I would cut together episode one and two and like have a jump in time there like 10 years later now now, now he can fuck Smil- now he can fuck MILFs <laughs> my goodness you grow um, so yeah my number two is uh, Rogue One a Star Wars mm. story mm. what's your number two so I was a little bit torn um, I would I would probably say uh, so Rogue One is on my my top two uh, order doesn't really matter, so I think for for the sake of brevity, uh, I'll, I'll say it's, it's Rogue One as well. 
Um, and I'll, I'll skip instead to, to my number one spot. Uh, and I'll put Deadpool there. That's my number one also. Excellent choice. Excellent choice. <laughs> yeah, Deadpool was a lot of fun. Um, talk about I, like... I, I mean, what, talk about like you. When you, when you, like you start to like getting so fucking sick and tired of all the superhero movies... I would imagine that Deadpool would feel like a breath of fresh air. Yeah. One, doesn't it? So, yeah, definitely. Uh, I, I liked the um, the break in the uh, in, in the concept. Yeah. Um, the way they took it to a, to a new place. I thought it was good. One thing that I had a, a hard time with uh, in Deadpool was sort of the, the healing factor thing. <laughs> so for like, when I, whenever I watch X-Men and I, and I watch uh, like Wolverine, you know, lose an arm and then regrow it instantly or get shot and heal instantly, I, I don't have any sort of uh, a problem with that. But when I see like Deadpool get like, you know, stabbed in the head or something, I'm like, wow, you should be dead now. Like I just, I, <laughs> for some reason, I guess the other stuff that's happening in the movie the the level of, of violence and gore, the I guess the the added realism I suppose in a sense, um, makes it more difficult for me to uh, to suspend that that disbelief in a sense. Mm. So it makes the the healing and and the superpowers seem that much more I guess impressive in in a sense. Um, and at the same time, difficult to believe in. So it's 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 this re- um, really weird place that it puts me in when I watch that movie, which is kind of interesting. And it, it I would like to see sort of what happens in in the second one, um, yes. if that is is maintained or if it's changed somehow. Uh, but I'm looking forward to see a, a, a new step in this direction, just to sort of see how I, how I handle that. It's refreshing to see a superhero movie that doesn't take itself so fucking seriously, mm. right? It's like Ryan Reynolds obviously loves this character. Yeah, he's been like he's going to be for Deadpool what Hugh Jackman was for yes, Wolverine. Absolutely, it's going to be impossible to replace, uh, almost impossible. But and you know, and that they, they can take the superhero concept and have some fucking fun with it. I I was really skeptical to Deadpool. You were. I were. What? And this was before I saw the trailer, the first trailer, because the first trailer, like, all right, I see that. Because Deadpool works. He barely works on the comic book page. <laughs> he barely works because he. It's like. It's like taking a movie like the the comics like really says you have Wolverine there stabbing ninjas and it's brooding and in comes this fucking Merc with the mouth and he's looking at this, the, the, this at the reader and he talks to the reader and it's it's all strange and he has this pop culture references and then you have Wolverine like being super ultra serious and I was like that's never gonna work in a movie <laughs> it barely works in the comic book page yeah boy was I wrong. <laughs> Um, and it's, it also helps that you, they put him next to a super serious stoic character like Colossus. Yeah, that that helps. Now, here's the thing: I don't know what they're planning to do with Deadpool. I think the the obvious choice would be Deadpool two, and they're going to do that. But 
they're going to have another director because uh, apparently there was a falling out with the, the director of the first one. He right? did? Yeah, he doesn't want to do it. Something happened. Right, bro. Yeah, there, there's some... That's not great. That's not great. So they're, ha- they're hiring, I think the last uh, I heard was Doug Pietri was going to do it. He's, okay. done, he's done some stuff, but um, nothing that I can mention on top of my head. Okay. But, but he's going to do it. And Ryan Reynolds is, of course, producing and uh, with the script and all that. We have a cat here that if you hear something on the mic, people. Static. Have, static. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> we have a cat here. Purr. Yeah, purr. Um, but what I. So, in the comics, Deadpool's off, often paired with a character called Cable. Cable is a super serious mutant warrior cyborg dude from the future. And he's like in his 50s and he's like, he smokes a cigar and he's like, and he has a metal arm and he has telekinetic powers and he's like and he has big guns that's bigger than him and shit like that and he's often a leader for a group of mutants called the New Mutants mm-hmm. which is a rumor that's gonna that's their ne- next X-Men movie The New Mutants and if they bring Cable into the Deadpool Deadpool movie you can have Deadpool in the New Mutants movie because that's in the comic book the first time we saw Deadpool in the comic books was an issue of Cable and the New Mutants. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I think that's the way they're going to do it. And You know, when Deadpool was such a hit, like he was, yeah. they're going to fucking milk that cow as much as they can. They're yeah, gonna it's fuck, a new teeth to get pulled. Yeah, they're going to fucking put him in everything. Like, they put every Wolverine in every X-Men movie. You know, and he, he he has really been in every X Men movie. It's not an X Men movie without Wolverine somewhere. Yeah, yeah it's not yeah. something like that. But Deadpool, excellent movie. Yeah, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Uh, now, I mean, uh, I don't necessarily think it like it should be be winning an Oscar. No, but it's uh, and again, a little bit too much popcorn stuff this year. But yeah, uh, but but it was among, fun among the popcorns. Popcorn stuff. Yeah, that was definitely the funnest and the most refreshing. Yeah. So that was our year in re- review. What are you looking forward to this year, movie-wise? Um, that is a really good question. Um, I wanted to see uh, this Casey Affleck movie. It came out now, twenty sixteen. Yeah. Um, I want to see that one. Mm. But as far as things that are, are, are actually coming out this year, um, I was just gonna say I have a hard time remembering what's coming out. I do know a bunch of popcorn movies that comes out, but I'm really interesting interested in Logan in uh, in March. Yeah, Logan will be be interesting. Yeah, yeah. Um, but other than that, I don't know. It, it's I'm looking forward to a lot of TV. The, almost the next to last season of Game of Thrones it's not going to premiere in April it's going to premiere later yeah it always yeah. premieres in April but it's going to premiere later yeah and lesser episodes also yeah shorter season why they, they want to do eight seasons hmm. I think it's going to be like eight episodes in season what is it seven yeah eight, season seven starting I think it's going to be eight episodes and then uh, no, I think it, what is the Game of Thrones season? It's ten episodes, right? Yeah, I 
think it's gonna be like six or seven yeah episodes oh man, something. so short and then it's gonna then they're gonna end with a big bang 2018 I think um, so the, the big ones that we have to look forward to are uh, Guardians of the Galaxy ah. volume two right uh, Justice League Star Wars Episode Eight, Alien Covenant, Logan. We already mentioned those. This is going to be a Spider-Man movie. Yeah, the new Spider-Man movie. I'm I'm curious about that. Yeah. Oh, one movie that I'm already looking forward to, honestly, is uh, John Wick Chapter Two. Yes. So I mean, I I wanted to get away from popcorn movies, but I got to have that one in there. That that one is yeah. Yeah. Also, Ghost in the Shell. We talked about that that mm-hmm. trailer when mm-hmm. when it came out. That that's looking pretty pretty interesting. Um. Let's try to make an effort watching more different types of movies. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But I mean, these are the the, the big blockbuster ones that we have to <clears throat> look forward to in the 2017. Uh, there's also another Fast and Furious movie, The Fate of the Furious. Have you seen that trailer? No. Oh my god! Do I want to. <laughs> you know, you know what the twist is this time. You know, you want to know what the twist is? Yeah. Dominic Toretto, Vin Diesel. He's turning on his team. And they even go so far as like, you're going to turn your back on family, Dom. Like the, the chick that he's dating in the movies. You're going to turn your back on family. And he looks at her and he kisses another chick. And then he walks off. It's rogue. It's all a ploy, man. It's all a ploy. It's all <laughs> no! Man. He's turning his back on family, Miguel. It's all about family. Yeah, he's not being himself. You know what I think? You, you, you know what I think they should do? Because of course it's a ploy. But you know what I think they should do? You should go balls out like it's a clone. <laughs> <laughs> like, if we're going to be ridiculous, let's fucking be ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, true. It's my evil twin brother clone. <laughs> They're going to go all the way with, with making it into a, a, a movie <laughs> uh, soap opera. Yes. Yeah. It's the eighth movie. Oh, that's interesting. Shows. And Wonder Woman looks pretty cool. I, I like the look of Wonder Woman. Yeah. It, it has some color in it. Yeah. Unless Beth knows. Is, is there anything that isn't a popcorn movie that you know of that you're looking forward to? <sighs> Alien Covenant. I, I would say that's maybe a popcorn movie. It's pretty popcorn though. It's a pretty popcorn movie. I, I'm sad to say... Nothing. I, I can't think of anything. See, the, well, uh, here's and and that's part of the problem, I guess. Is is the the more independent movies like they don't have the advertising. They to where get they can, lost in the noise. Well, well, it's not just that they don't have the advertising to where they can get your your attention early on, and so you you have to sort of find them as they're they're coming out and they're premiering at 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 um um ah oh, geez uh, movie festivals and stuff like that. Yeah. That that's really your your opportunity to start seeing and, and experiencing these movies, unless you really know like the directors or the actors going into it. Uh, so it's going to be uh, some exploration and, and discovery as the year goes on, I believe, for these you know other movies. I think my pattern almost always is that I see like more air quotes quality movies that came out last year. I see in the beginning of the new year. Well, yeah, because now you know which the ones are The critics have seen it and they come exactly. out on digital. Well, that's what I'm saying. That, that You don't get any forewarning. No. It's at the, as they're released. I have a bunch of movies on my to-watch list that are more independent cinema, like yeah, The Girl on the Train, uh, The Accountant, uh, I want to see. 
I have a bunch of ones that, that there's one that came out last year, Dark Horse. Mm. Now that one's on my on my to watch list. Yeah. Uh, I think it's it's about a, a New Zealand uh, chess player. Yes. Yes. So that that looks kind of interesting. I uh, I have it at home waiting for me. I just haven't gotten around to watching it. But it's there. I'm sure. I, I hope there will be a because this see that, that's the problem with these these independent movies. They require well, not these independent. I mean, okay. The the thing with the popcorn movies is that they're very easy to digest. They don't require you to be in a special mood or anything like. That. You can just always put it in and, and watch it, yeah. right? Because it requires very little of you. Mm-hmm. Uh, so really, it's laziness. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. I'm tired. I'm coming home at night. I'm, I'm tired. I want to fucking uh, use my brain too much. Let's watch something that's you know. Yeah. But yeah, I, I let's let's hope for a, a a good movie year, a TV year, and a good year in general. You know. Yeah, definitely. I think uh, it's gonna be interesting uh, uh, year ahead, and uh, it was good to to sort of wrap things up, put our. Uh, Know. Put our periods at the end of the sentence that is uh, 2016, and uh, I like that we got to do it like this. Yeah, yeah. mono 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 mono. The, the, the Skype thing works, and we, we I think we've gotten a pretty good flow on it to make it work. But it's way easier to have a good podcast conversation when you're sitting in the same room. Yeah, yeah. it's way easier. But you know, I'll just have to wait until you move here. All right. We good? Yeah. All right. All right, people. Bye. Bye.